Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts, and this is part two of my interview with just another good story, Mathilde, a nonfiction book reviewer, and enjoy. You mentioned books you wish you read earlier in life. Now, I, I find that fascinating. What, what, um, what compelled you to, to post that? Like, was this something, I, know, I, I think that's a very important thing for people to look at is like, what books do you wish you read, you know, before? What, did, what do you know now that you didn't know that you wish you knew then, you know? So how did that, how did that kind of come about? So I think it's just like um, that so many books uh, taught me things, but even if we're not talking about practical skills, like for instance, I have like self-development books that taught me things and gave me some tools to manage my life or improve it. So better tools. And so I'm thinking about essentialism, for instance, I'm thinking about um, uh, Swagger. Uh, that's mm. what I really like. You lead, take back your weekends, all that, you know, it's like giving you tools. Um, but there are books as well that give you a fresh perspective on the world and impact your vision on the world, of the world. And um, I think those books are as well so important because I wish I had read earlier this book I talked about before, uh, and why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Mm. I wish I had known before the history of racism in the UK and this like perspective on it. And all these things where you're like, suspicious minds is a different subject, going dark. The, so the thing about extremism, suspicious minds, also about how our minds are biased and how it's easy to fall in in extremism. And so yeah. all these books that impacted my vision of the world and that I wish I had read earlier, uh, Personal Finance, I'll give one last one, uh, Reach That uh, Poor Dad. That's yeah, which, which, which is interesting because it seems like that book comes up with like almost every bookstagram I, I talked to is that so I ask this to everybody but I'm going to ask it to you as well what do you think it is about that is it just the simplicity of that book that it does or it, because it's not really teaching you complete financial literacy no. but it teaches you enough to kind of like get you started of going oh wow I didn't know about that you know I think it's the mindset and it's something that every parent should teach their uh, children uh, is this, so it calls it like poor mentality and rich mentality. And, um, and I think uh, also the fact that it's like him as a kid and how he has a different like vision at home and, and a different vision with this father's friends. Um, and I really think it's about that. It's about the message in this book and understanding, understanding that depending on your mindset, you can manage to have a manage your money and your yeah differently. So yeah. 
I think that's really what's fascinating about this book and I wouldn't recommend it to someone who is already interested in personal finance because obviously when you're already interested in personal finance I think you have those basis those basics um so it really gives basics for people who really have no understanding of personal finance and I think that's a book every kid should have to just understand those basics and then if you want to deep dive into it you can read other books but do you um when you read that book was it eye-opening for you so I think I, I read it really late. I read it, I think, four years ago, four, mm. three years ago. So I already knew those things. So because my parents taught me those things and I was mm. fortunate enough um, for that. Um, but still, it was like also discovering the other side, like the poor um, mentality. And it was like, yeah, this this can be game changing without having to like change your personality or like invest or anything. It's just changing your approach of money. And interesting. So you so you already had a lot of these skills already in there. So this was kind of review in some ways, which that's the first time I've I've heard that from somebody that I've talked to about this book. Is that this this is this is more review. So you already had a lot of those skills. Do you think that in the um, in the French culture that is more prevalent, the explanation of financial literacy, or is it just your upbringing where you were? No, yeah, no, I don't think it's a general French thing. I really think my parents did amazing. Uh, I mean, did an amazing job. I'm saying, I'm not saying amazing. I just said, I'm just saying that uh, they like. I'm so so thankful for them because they taught me so many important lessons, and not only financially, but you know, emotionally, uh, in relationship management, so many, so many things, important family, all that that they managed to, you know, um, teach me in a way and without telling me like you know kind of reach that poured out through a story and through an evolution yeah. through a process and so they taught me so many things and I've got so much more to learn obviously but some basic things that I got thanks to them and so I don't know if it's a general thing and and I know people who, who maybe didn't know about that and I would mm. and so I recommend this book to many people um so yeah, I wouldn't say it's a neural thing. I would just say my parents were extraordinary. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm looking at your, uh, your bookstagram right now and you talk about in your la latest post, um, Going Dark, mm -hmm. you, say, you say in 2016 alone, online social media platforms played a role in 90% of all radicalization cases. Not only has social media facilitated extremist relationships, it has also sped up the radicalization process. That's, that's kind of an astounding 90%. I mean, that's, that's kind of scary. Yes. To, to me, that shows what do you, so my last question about, you know, racism stuff, but I saw this and I, I wanted to bring this up is that 
do you do you think that other forces are seeing this and are are pulling the strings or do you think this is just happening by happenstance is this just the is this just happening because social media has given us these tools and this is just kind of inevitable or do you think somebody is planting these seeds in here and sees the sees the way that this radicalization can happen so <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's definitely organized. So mm. definitely, definitely use and you and she says it in her book. It's just that before uh, when people were forming like, I don't know, fascist groups or mm. I don't know anything, um, they they would have to find people through their networks through their friends, um, meet people, will go into bars. I don't know how you, you, you could do it in many different ways. But now it's like, I have this idea. I have this mission or this belief and I will use social media. And so I think that it's inevitable in a way that people are, people are not doing this randomly. Like they know what they're doing. Some are just sharing ideas and influencing other people. But most of the things she talks about is that people are recruiting other people on social media and social media is amazing for them we can find people does, does it discuss the dangers of also the dark web which is kind yeah. of where a lot of them like it might start with facebook but i imagine that the recruiting process to the other platforms that have no i i don't even know what that what those are like what those are like but yeah. I have to imagine that, that does she go in, does this person go into, um, yes, it's a woman, go into detail about what uh, of that, does, is that happening as well? Yes, she does. And uh, what's interesting is she's, she tried infiltrating all those groups she, talked to, she talks about. And that's where you see the process. So some, not all of them were through social media, I think. Um, I think about one. I think fascist, like neo-Nazi group. And I think that wasn't through social media, um, but many other were through social media. And indeed, I think it starts with uh, generally like uh, on main platforms uh, through a post or message or something you share or you comment and they see that. And then you will go through like, let's say darker and darker platforms and to get access to a community. Discord for that is a, really great platform but a really dangerous platform because there are so many groups like this and then they have like chats and stuff and 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 hidden platforms and all that that we don't know about that, that we don't use and yeah. and then they communicate like that they organize themselves like that and uh yeah and uh so definitely she explores that and i think it's really interesting because this stuff you just um read is really showing how much social media plays like how like how big <laughs> the role of social media is uh, in all that so i think it's really really interesting 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 all right enough about about that but i thought that was a fantastic statistic um let's let's so last thing i want to ask you about books and then we'll move on to some fun stuff <laughs> um Tell me a little bit about, you know, you, you talk about reading a hundred books in a year. 
would you say that that that's just the consistency that you've that we talked about from from before that that's kind of where that's that's coming from or yes um yes is definitely consistency i think there is no other way you can really love lots of books uh, without being consistent and i'm not spending days or my weekends reading and i really want people to understand that it's not you don't have to dedicate like hours in a row sitting down reading to read a lot of books and one unless thing you I got to unless you got to like uh december you know 29th and uh you wanted to read 100 books then then yeah you probably would have to spend hours <laughs> you, <laughs> not eat not eat <laughs> you stop everything you don't sleep and you don't you don't do anything no it's true but <laughs> but one thing i do want to clarify uh before talking about all that is that it's not a goal per se to mm. read lots of books it should never be a goal so your goal is not to read 100 books a year it's to learn from 100 books a year so if you if you can't read a hundred books a year without just like being like what did I just read or like reading through it like skipping paragraphs and 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 just like you know cross readings and if you can't do like a proper reading then don't try to read that much because we're reading then then you know just to say oh I read a hundred books and I forgot all but then didn't didn't really yeah. read them so I just wanted to clarify that because I've had comments because I I created a reel uh, talking about that, like how to read a hundred books in a year. Um, and some people commented saying, uh, it's not about the quantity, it's about, or I don't remember exactly the comments. And I yeah. totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. But does it mean you can't, you know? Should you read then less if you can read more? No. Yeah. If you can read more and learn as much, do it. And this really was about that. It was not about the objective, like numerical objective. It was really about how to read more and learn more and how to help you do that. So mm. yes, I think it's consistency. I think it's all the things I, I, I talked about before, making sure you uh, re reading six, five minutes is okay um uh just read whenever you can just have a book always book always with you mm -hmm. now what what do you think of what is your uh, take on like speed reading i think we need a different term for that but you know but how do you how do you feel about that so if it's speed reading like you're uh a quick reader a uh, good for you if you're speed yeah. reading to speed read um yeah. It's just a means goal. I mean, you read a hundred books, but nothing, but you didn't retain anything. So it's like you were better off just reading one book. Exactly. So <laughs> this was a hundred books. Yeah. Why are you doing speed reading? Like, if you want to learn about speed reading and like reading faster, that's really nice. That's really cool. And you know, like progressively. What's that? <laughs> Oh, this is uh, this is a really good book on this. Tony uh, Buzan uh, wrote it. Oh, great! It's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's actually an, it's actually an interesting book. It it goes into the benefits, and he, I mean, to do this, 
my problem with speed reading is that like I've learned it, but I don't see enough of. Uh, I feel like there's a, a large drop when you don't do the amount of work required to do this. Mm. Like, like it, I don't feel like it stays there. Like, I think there's this huge drop if you are not doing this amount of work to maintain the speed reading. So that's the thing I, I would like to see with speed reading. It's something that maintains it so that you could be doing it moderately and not have to spend, you know, an hour every day just to retain the speed reading. You know, like, I feel like that you can learn it, but then it doesn't stay with you. And that's my question I would ask to like Jim Quick, who's um, wrote the book Limitless. He's a big advocate of this. Like, what do we do to keep it up when it kind of drops? Because I see, uh, even in myself, if I don't, if I'm not, you know, practicing it consistently, I feel like it's this huge drop. Why doesn't it just kind of stay there? Like, is there no like medium ground of where it can stay? Does it have to be, you know, it's like you went from a thousand words and then you went right down to like 400 words per minute. So that's, that's my biggest problem with speed reading right now is mm -hmm. I'm not seeing enough of um, the tools to retain the knowledge that you learn from it. I think it's beneficial, but I feel like there's more that needs to be done. I don't know, like from the apps I've seen, I don't see anybody really addressing the sustaining it. You know, mm. like how much time should you have to invest in speed reading to be reading a thousand words per minute? I mean, I've talked to people that have read the, who can read a thousand words per minute. He talks about how most of it is coming from pictures, but I don't know, that, that's kind of where I get on. So I'm, I was just curious where you lie on there where you lie on speed reading and you know that's interesting that. and i haven't explored the subject at all um mm. i'm just all in for uh reading faster Cons but consistency is the thing yeah because i'm like if i could read faster but as well as i'm doing right now so you're not retaining as many things and all that yeah definitely um but I don't I also don't feel the need to and maybe mm. maybe that's bad because in the end it will be an improvement you know yeah. to be able to read faster and still re retaining yeah. exactly the same amount of stuff uh, so I think it's a subject that definitely you make me want to explore yeah. by talking about it the, the thing I like about it is having the option I feel like that that's yes. the thing that a lot of people don't have the option and I think there's such a huge, I, I, I don't know. I feel like speed reading is the wrong term for it. Is it just, yes, it, it makes yes. it sound like it's going <laughs> done. You know, like, like that's, that's what it feels like when you say speed reading, it, it doesn't, it's the same thing. I, I it's the same conundrum with um, video games. It's just like, it doesn't really mean what it means. It's not really, it is a game, but it's not, <laughs> It's like these terms that have just kind of gone, oh, you know, it's like, eh, we need a better term. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated to hear what, what, how you um, see the subject as you, as, you, as you talk more about it. Anyways, moving on, now we're going to talk just about you, just some like rapid, you know, fire, quick stuff. No more, uh, you know, racism <laughs> and uh, topics of the world. So you, um, 
I love that you had the highlight tabs in there. And I assume that's because you don't want to, um, to highlight the, the book because it's like when you highlight in a book, it's like, oh no, I didn't mean to do that. Is, is that kind of where that's coming from? Exactly. No, that's exactly that. Um, it's, I have a problem. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it's not a big deal, but I have a problem with that because I don't want to ruin my books and it wouldn't be ruining them, highlighting them and writing notes in them. And, and I totally get that point like from people who are telling me, but why it's, it's okay to do that. But still I'm like, I can change my mind. And what if I change my mind? And now it's highlighted. And I know it's like, you so- can't get it off. You have to buy another book. <laughs> I had somebody actually tell me, who said, well, I don't mind buying more books. And I'm like, so what? You want like five copies of the same book? I'm like, that's, to me, that's insane. That's I don't want that many. I don't, I, I want one book. And, you know, I want to be able to do with it that I like. So I like what you you bring to it by having the highlight tabs. Because, you know, it's like, okay, you can still get the highlight out of it with the physical book, but you don't mm-hmm. have to, it's not permanent. No. Yes, exactly. And I don't think if it makes sense, because in the end, we like change those highlights. No, because if you really think about it, I highlighted those things because I found them interesting. And this will never change. Like tomorrow I can say, oh, I don't find it interesting anymore. But I did find it interesting yesterday. And so there's a reason why I found it interesting. So that doesn't really make sense. And I think also it's not really good for the environment, like so much plastic mm. and, and all that. So, um, but I, like so many times I've told myself, okay, tomorrow I'm switching to the highlighter and like forget about those tabs and I'm going to do that. And I just can't. Um, yeah. I don't know why I can't. It's- I, I think it's because it's permanent. Once, once you do that, like you can't, you know, it's, you can't go back and like get rid of, I mean, I guess you could like get white out, but then you'd white out the text and it would be like, <laughs> like what's, you know, the point, but yeah, I, I find that with like, there's some people that like love to like just tear up their books and they'll underline and do everything. For me, I like to keep it like as nice as I possibly can. And then, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's how you see the book. Some people are just like, eh, just throw it around wherever. And they like to see that as, ownership of the book it's like well it's you know my book so I'm you know I'm doing it but for me it's like I don't know it's like a respect for the book it's like I want to make sure that it looks nice and everything so yeah I I know I thought that was funny when I saw that on your um on your Instagram it's like oh I bet that's uh you know she doesn't like highlighting in the book either I I think it's something in our heads and it's like we don't want to but Fair enough. Like I'm, I'm happy like that. I'm just conscious of maybe the fact that it's off plastic, and it's not yeah. great. But um, you know, maybe I'll change my mind, and next time, you know, we talk, uh, I may say, oh no, <laughs> I've given up on those, and, and I'm highlighting my book. And all the highlights, just <laughs> it's just a whole highlighted book, you know. Yeah. And then the danger comes sometimes. You'll highlight too much, and you're like what am I looking at it's just the highlighting yes it's, true. Highlighting. It, it's now the highlighting is redundant because it's just too much um now you have uh you have dogs how old are the dogs 
So yeah, um, I mean, I used to have two. One, one died recently, um, but uh, I still have one. Actually, not here. My parents, uh, mm. my parents' home, uh, but thankfully, I see them very often. And that's something that I really, really miss in my life. And I'm trying to convince my boyfriend to get a dog, but but it's not reasonable because we both work a lot and we travel a lot. So it doesn't make any sense. Like when you get a dog, you need to spend a lot of time with them. And so you want to make the dog (laughs) antisocial. Yeah, exactly. But I do, I do miss it. And so I have this dog that is a German shepherd um, in France. And I think he is uh, eight. I'd say eight. Is either six or eight. Um, yeah. Something like that. But I, I love dogs. I do too. I do too. Um, do you have a beginning of the day routine? Um, yes, I do. So I was talking about uh, waking up, uh, drinking some water, going to the bathroom and then reading. And so generally um, I allocate maybe 30 minutes to reading if I feel like more, I just read more. And I, if I know I have like I don't know, a meeting in the morning or I need to go somewhere in the morning, I'll just read less, obviously. But that's, I would say, like around 30 minutes um, in the morning. And then what I do is I um, do some like fitness uh, workouts uh for about 45 minutes uh 30 45 minutes i rarely do 45 minutes so more 30 uh and then i take my shower dress up get ready uh have my breakfast and that's it i mean i actually have in my notes um so let me check if i didn't forget anything my routine for the morning and the night and uh, I need to, I wrote it down because I was sure I would forget it. And so I have it and, oh, I forgot. Yes, after reading between, between exercising and um, between reading and exercising, I obviously check my Instagram, all my DMs, my notifications. Yeah. That's a really important point because yeah, uh, it gets busy. Uh, and so I do that and usually I also do like Duolingo Italian um, oh you do Duolingo I cool. do Duolingo I'm, I'm doing Duolingo right now right now I'm in the uh, the finals of the Diamond League with like the craziest wow. people yeah so it's like I have to just which it's language like are you learning uh, German nice German yeah that's that's right. fun I, I learned German, um, my acting coach wanted me to learn it for the uh, staccato level of, of speaking. He thought that would help me mm. um, speech-wise. And then I do a little bit of uh, French, is, uh, you know, it's legato, it's the opposite <laughs> of, uh, true, true. Okay. of German. Yeah, so, so that, and then I learned a little bit of Spanish, but yeah, German is the one that I'm spending like the most amount of time. Wow. And, yeah, I think I have done 722 days uh, in a row on wow, Duolingo. That's really <laughs> yeah. well, well done. I, I sometimes I sometimes I have to look at that and go, yeah, that's real. <laughs> that is wow. real, you know. Is it so? So right now I'm in like the finals. And it's like week two of the semifinals of the final. I don't know what we get, but it's just like 
you're just with like a bunch of people, you know, all doing like yesterday, you know, the, the beginning of the week starts and it's like, you're already seeing people up to like 500 all the way at, at like, mm-hmm. like 20 minutes into it. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> how, how fast can we go? It's, it's crazy. It kind of becomes a mean goal, but, um, but yeah, I love, I love Duolingo. It, I think it, I think it does a really good job um, of, uh, because they continue to improve it. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you about is do, do you meditate? So I've tried, uh, and, um, I keep trying, um, yeah. I think it's really something you need to practice, uh, it wasn't natural for me at all. Uh, but I saw the benefits of it. And also the fact that, um, since my job is really busy and, uh, yeah, I have a really busy life in the end and, Otherwise, I just keep thinking about everything. And even when I go to bed, you want to think about, oh, I've got to do that or or things yeah. like that. And sometimes you just need to, and I think during uh, the pandemic and the lockdown, it was really important to practice those skills. And many people started to like, um, yeah, just like explore um, meditation and all that. And I did. Um, and I think when I feel very stressed or overwhelmed, I do it. Thankfully, lately it hasn't been the case, so I haven't meditated in a long time. But I think it's a really important thing. And I have this challenge, like there was like a meditation challenge, like every day you were uh, doing uh, a practicing meditation to improve. And I think it's I think it's really good. And, you know, we were talking about always having a book and because if you have to wait, etc. But I did say that it's important as well to just either think and reflect on things or just do nothing and meditate. And we exactly. need that. Do you do you have a nighttime routine? I do. Um, so it's not it's not accurate because obviously sometimes I'll finish work at seven, sometimes at nine sometimes later so it depends uh but what i do uh generally is uh having dinner um many times like for instance right now it's almost 10 p.m so i don't think i'm gonna have dinner uh and i don't feel very hungry and uh i had lunch at three because my day was so crazy at work that i had lunch while having a meeting with someone else. And so I don't feel very hungry. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, so generally having dinner, uh, let's say hopefully around eight. And then I'm just gonna take care of my Instagram a bit, you know, like reply to all the messages I received in the day, uh, comments and things like that. And maybe also think about uh, strategy for the following day or following week. And then I'm just gonna disconnect and pick up my book and read 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 and that's it and until i'm tired or until i'm fed up and i don't have a tv at home um Mm -hmm. and i do watch series i do have netflix and i do watch series uh sometimes but not at night and yes i think my routine is mostly reading and that's a way for me to relax as well no matter how complicated and I wouldn't say for instance I would read uh think fast and slow before bed definitely not but even if it's like a 
complicated matter, uh, if it's not too complicated, I will really, it relaxes me and it makes me feel like I'm learning something else, you know, and getting out of my apartment and my job and my family thing. Interesting. All right, cool. What, um, last question, what films or television do you like? Um, that's a good question. Um, so I love documentaries, obviously. Um, we talked about that. The, the series I'm currently watching, and I'm really surprised I like it, is The Crown. Mm. Um, and it's usually really not my type of thing. Uh, but I decided I would watch it because I think it's interesting for me also to learn about the history of the monarchy and the recent monarchy in the UK like you know I live in the UK so I thought it was interesting even if many historians said that it's not accurate like you know so many things that are in the series didn't happen or are wrong so I'm aware of that I'm not like oh I'm learning uh, like I'm reading an history book I'm, I'm aware of that but I think it's really interesting and I really like this series surprisingly it's really human as well like you know like talking about all the difficulties of the queen and like being a queen what being a queen is and family all those like reflection on family for me that's really interesting um yeah i don't know what you like yeah watch, did you do but... you like um do you like game of thrones as well oh so if i say so i think i'd say that there are two so we're talking about two uh fiction like um Oh, how do we call it? Like kind of superhero thing, like mm -hmm. fun, fun, fantastic. Or well, I know you like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from the. Uh, <laughs> there. I I like the character. He's so cute. Yeah. Um, the movie, yes, but it's just the character that is so sweet right. and big, <laughs> and because my boyfriend like watches a lot of those movies, sometimes yeah. you know, I just watch them with him. I wouldn't say I of them but yeah. Groot was super cute that's why I have those little like statues yeah, in my saw that. Yeah. apartment and on my library but then <laughs> I would say like in terms of films Harry Potter may be the mm. only film like fantastic film series that I like and you as you said Game of Thrones would be the only fantastic series that yeah. I liked and that, that watched and enjoyed Except for the, the except for the last except for the last episodes. <laughs> well, I actually watched the last episodes in the U.S. in like yeah. a bar. I think we were in Louisiana. Oh, so we could be so everybody hated it. <laughs> and so I wasn't so. I mean, it was confusing, and we all had our theories and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would I would need to rewatch it, and I wasn't so like engaged and so you know yeah. so i wasn't yeah, yeah people some people really reacted because they were so into it um i liked it i wouldn't say i was a fan of it um mm. but i liked it and it was yeah. entertaining yeah i mean for me the problem with game of thrones is when they get away from the books it starts to starts to dwindle because if you look at the early um episodes it seemed like it took them like a whole season just to get a to get somewhere and now all of a sudden in these later seasons just like oh yep they're here 
I'm like, wait a minute, shouldn't that be like, you know, so it seems like they lost the idea of time, which was something that was very prevalent in the uh, the first seasons, especially the books, is how long it took to get places. Mm. And there was this amount of time. And then when you get to these later seasons, six, seven, you know, eight, it's like that all went out the window. It's like, oh, they're there. <laughs> like, how? You know, it's like they kind of, they were just, If it felt like the creators wanted to wrap it up and it was just like. It's true. It's true. But that it, was my feeling as well. Um, yeah. No, that's true. I, I remember now. Uh, it was it was three years ago though, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been, it's been a while. It's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So with that, I want to say thank you so much for doing this interview. This was so much fun. No, thank you so much for inviting me and having me on your yeah. podcast uh i feel honored and uh Great. and yeah i love uh i loved um having a discussion with you about all of that and also the, the you know the previous discussions we had and i hope yeah. we'll keep uh, talking in the future and sharing the passion of books and um, you've got a great podcast here. A lot of Thank you. great uh, whole, like people who came in on the podcast. And, uh, Thank and you. yeah, I'm really happy. Thank you. Thank you. How can uh, people reach you? So um, uh, I would recommend going on Instagram directly. Um, and so they can find me at just dot another dot good dot story so just not a good story but you separate the words with dots uh so you can find me there um you'll see metal uh non-fiction reviewer book reviewer uh so people can find me there can dm me i love when people either dm me with questions you know like how like do you have a book to recommend about this subject like i'm I'm starting a new job or whatever. Like, do you have a book to recommend? Or just reaching out, like, how can I? How, as you say, like, how can I start reading? I feel like I don't have time. Do you have any tips? Or, or yeah. And so, like, feel free to DM me. Feel free to to follow me, obviously, and uh, look at my content. And I hope it'll be um, helpful to you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Okay, that about does it for part two. And once again, this is the season finale. So I'd like to thank Mathilde. You can find her at just another good story, at just dot another dot good dot story. Um, you can DM her for reviews and collaborations. She's a wonderful person, and I really enjoyed doing this interview. And I'd just like to thank her for her time and being so gracious with me and all the questions I asked. And um, yes, I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you liked it, uh, please, you know, give me a review, um, send me a DM, and uh, I'll see you on the next season. And as always, you can find me at Justin Yance, and I will see you next time on the DMF.